unprecedented 2020. But what's something that stayed the same? New Year's resolutions. Yes, it's that time of the year, and most people are making them again. I hate to say it, but most people will be disappointed yet again. In a recent Finder survey, over 70% of adults plan to make a New Year's resolution January 1st. That's an uptick of 15% from last year. In a year like ours has been, that's not surprising. So many wanting to go back to normal. What is surprising? How many adults actually think New Year's resolutions work? Studies show that simply making a resolution tricks your brain into feeling accomplished. If you commit to losing 10 pounds next year, your brain will believe you already did it. Hard to be motivated that way. Resolutions aren't bad, of course. They just can't change our hearts. Only Christ can. In the light of His grace alone, we are made new. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, here in 2021, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And as we begin a new year together... I want us all to meet Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing this month as we work through this epic Gospel. If you've been listening the last few years, you know that we've done this with the Gospels of John and Mark. I honestly can't think of a better way to start a new year, especially after the year we just all had in 2020, than by spending time with Christ Jesus in the Gospels. And this year, We're looking through the skilled eyes of Dr. Luke. After all, he was a trained physician. He had an incredible attention to detail, and he went around ancient Palestine talking with eyewitnesses to discover who Jesus was. His gospel is a report of his findings. And led by the Holy Spirit, his letter will speak to you and me, even today, this January, like a journalist in the first century. Luke asks the who, what, when, where, and how questions regarding Jesus, and his answers are nothing less than life-changing. In a moment, we're going to meet up with a pastor in South Africa. He spent three years studying Luke and his church, Covenant Grace in Port Elizabeth. When you spend that much time in a book of the Bible, you end up having a lot to say about why that book should matter in our lives today. We realize that Luke is a He's a very well thought through historian. You know, Luke wasn't a, a teenager. He wasn't a, a, a mystic. He wasn't a, um, you know, fly by night. He, his account is a very calculated, researched position that he's presenting. That's Greg Heasley, a pastor, who'll be back with us in a moment to talk about the Gospel of Luke. And after the program, I want to send you something very special for your first-of-the-year gift to Haven Today. It's the Gospel of Luke, word for word, in a feature-length film. As you hear God's Word dynamically read, and you see it played out by gifted actors, all with amazing cinematography, Christ's story will come alive to you. And I know if you read the Gospel of Luke along with this DVD— you'll come away with a deeper faith in the Savior. This DVD has narration for either the NIV or the KJV versions, so it's a perfect gift for anyone. 
This is the story of Jesus, like you've never seen before. You need to give us a call after the program. And for your first-to-the-year gift to Haven today, we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. Our number is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, check out some sample scenes of the DVD, and make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's open this Haven Today before we go to South Africa. And we open with His Mercy is More. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn, our sins they are many, His to another part of the world. We're going to Africa, South Africa to be exact, and we're joined by a pastor who just finished spending three years going through the Gospel of Luke. I feel guilty. We're only taking January to look at the Gospel of Luke. Pastor Greg Heasley, uh, you're from um, Port Elizabeth. Welcome for the very first time to Haven today. Well, it's a great privilege, and thank you for having me. Greg, For many of our listeners, especially in North America, they may know that South Africa is in the south of Africa, of course, but where is the city where you minister? So we're on the southeast coast, so the very southeastern tip of the bottom of Africa. So you've got Cape Town, which is in the 
west and then you come towards the east and we're halfway between Cape Town and Durban. So we're on the coast, a little city uh, named after the Queen Elizabeth. Hmm. And uh, rumor has it, you're a surfer. Correct. Yeah, started surfing at the age of 13. And we have the famous Jeffreys Bay, which is about 45-minute drive from where I live. And um, we have many, many American surfers who visit our shores to come and ride the the long right-handers at Jeffreys Bay. If you have uh, surfers who are listening, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And you... uh even have a connection between that beach and your meeting Christ as your Savior, right? you want to share that with me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the age of 16, I was invited to a Christian surfers weekend away. And uh, it was on that weekend where um, the Lord just broke into my life and I felt the conviction of of the need to repent of my sin and turn to Christ. And it was a a radical transformation. And so from that day forward, I have been walking with Jesus. Mm, Praise God for that. You've also um, ministered in England, and also you planted a church in New Zealand before you came back home to South Africa as well. So the Lord has really taken you far and wide after calling you to belong to him and be his servant for your life. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, And in that process, um, married, married for 22 years and have two two lovely kids. Uh, Eden is my eldest, and she's actually just started studying at uh, George Whitfield College in Cape Town. Um, Mm -hmm. And so very excited about her future. And then my son is doing his final year of school next year. All right, let's talk about Luke. Oh, Theophilus, (laughs) how did you decide to preach in your church that you've planted in South Africa, the Gospel of Luke, and why three years in the Gospel of Luke? Well, this may this may sound a little unspiritual, but uh, <laughs> because we, we believe in the providence of God, uh, everything is spiritual in a sense. But sure. um, it, it came about firstly because we had finished a series at the end of November, and I knew that we were going into the season of Advent. Um, and so my initial thought was, well, let's go to Luke. You know, you've got these wonderful, rich stories of the yes. all the birth narratives, probably the, you know, the strongest evidence, uh, m- most of the stories. And so my initial thought was, let's, let's go through some of these birth stories. Um, and then I thought, well, how about we just stay? How about we just camp out in Luke? Wouldn't it be great to... Um, take our whole church through a season, a long season, where all we do is study the life of Christ. And so what began as simply a small Advent series grew into a a three-year series. And Mm. and actually, we then tagged on after doing Luke, we did Acts, uh, Luke part two. (laughs) So you kept it going then uh, with Luke followed by Acts, but both written by Dr. Luke. Yeah, it it was a long stretch, but at the same time, it was incredibly rewarding and rich. Just such mm. a joy to to work your way through through a gospel. Um, you know, I think all, all of our preaching is is always meant to be Christ centered. I mean, wherever you are, Old Testament, New Testament, um, you know, whatever genre of scripture you're dealing with. Uh, you know, as Spurgeon said, you've got to make a beeline for Jesus. But mm-hmm. you know, being in the Gospels is is you know, you don't have to 
you don't have to try and leverage your way through a kind of moralistic story. It's, it's actually all about the person and the work and the life of Jesus. Um, and so it was, yeah, the, the Christology of it was just so wonderful um, just to, to, to camp out there for so long. Was there anything in particular that struck you? Because you've been preaching enough years, a couple of decades now. You, you've been sharing God's Word. But how does Luke stand out among the four Gospels? I think the thing that struck me the most was Luke's desire to make the connection between the old and the new um, mm. And to show his readers or listeners that this isn't a new religion. His account is, he, he was not trying to start something new. He was just trying to show the continuity between the old and the new. And, you know, I think predominantly speaking to a, a Gentile audience um, with, with some Jews mixed in, you know, as a second generation writer, um, having done his homework, we, we realized that Luke is a, is a very well thought through historian. You know, Luke wasn't a, a teenager. He wasn't a, a, a mystic. He wasn't a, um, you know, fly by night. He, his account is a very calculated, researched position that he's presenting. Um, and I found the most fascinating aspect was not just tracing the life of Jesus, but connecting it to the Old Testament promises. So for me, the big kind of light bulb moment was the connections between promise and fulfillment, promise and fulfillment hmm. all the way through, um, which was just so rich and rewarding. Hmm. And beginning to end, it's, as you said, it's Christocentric. And there at the end, something that we talk about all the time on our program is Jesus himself on that road to Emmaus pointing out, this is how you meet me. I'm there in all the scriptures. I was there in the Hebrew Bible, but I'm here today with you. And finally, their eyes are opened and they realize who it was. And then he shows up a couple of verses later there in the upper room on that very first Easter. It really is quite exciting as a gospel to study. And more than study, studies almost the wrong word for it, isn't it, Greg? I mean, it's a book where Christ can come alive in us. Absolutely. I mean, like you mentioned, the, the end is, it's almost, you know, the book ends, the beginning. You know, he's writing this for the sake of certainty, you know, that you might have certainty concerning the things you've been taught, you know, in, in his opening passage, writing to Theophilus, he wants Theophilus and others to have absolute certainty. So, so in Luke's mind, this is not an inauthentic, um, you know, uh, illogical. You know, there's there's a history to this gospel, and uh, he's finding that that the connections between the promise and the fulfillment. And so, his argument is that uh, this Christian faith is rooted in ancient history. This is an ancient faith that goes all the way back to, to Abraham, even to Adam. And so, yeah, that Luke 24 moment uh, where, you know, the law of Moses, the Psalms, the prophets, and the encounter that they have with Christ, what, what, what is amazing is how it ends. You know, you'd think it would end in tears with Jesus leaving, but the text actually ends on the note of joy, Mm. Uh, joy and worship is actually the context. So even though Jesus is leaving, there's this deep sense of joy in the disciples. 
no doubt there was a little tinge of sadness, but at the same mm-hmm. time, we get the impression that that this whole new horizon is opening up, that they've met with the risen Christ, and he's just brought all of these kind of big picture stories into one uh, understandable moment for them, and their hearts are filled with joy, and they continue to worship. If you just joined us on Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris, and we're talking with a pastor in Port Elizabeth, South Africa who just a few months ago finished three years preaching through the Gospel of Luke. Greg Heasley is his name. Let's join the conversation again. Greg, that's so great to hear you talk about the end there of the Gospel of Luke. If you had it to do over again, would you take three years in this Gospel and start her up again before Christmas? Uh, absolutely. It would, be, it would be a great, great privilege to to preach it again. And I think the, the reason for that is that the overall theme of, of the gospel of Luke really is about a declaration of the good news, which comes in the opening verses, you know, that, that Luke is writing us about the things that have been accomplished. And so he's, he's giving a, a report on, on what Christ has done. And so the focus is not on good advice for Christian living, or what we do as Christians, although we could learn a lot from it, it really is about a declaration of what Christ has done, a declaration of the good news of what Jesus has accomplished. And so any and every church would benefit from a fresh look at the finished work of Jesus Christ in his life, death, and resurrection. And so it would be it would be a great joy, and I think it would be of great benefit to any congregation to spend three years focused on the life of Christ. It would be a great privilege. I, I hope I get to mm-hmm. do it again soon. Wow, that's so good to hear. And uh and here all of this time, meeting the Lord uh at a famous surfing beach in South Africa, and you weren't even able to share a story of being saved from a great white shark or something. You made it through that. So I think we should pray, Greg. So coming to us from South Africa, would you lead us in prayer that our listeners will catch hold of the gospel in a whole new way this month as we look at the book of Luke and study it and learn from it? Father, we thank you for this conversation that we've enjoyed together, and I pray that it would be a blessing to all those who are listening. I pray that it would stir our hearts in wonder and awe of what you've done in our lives and what you're still going to do, even as we have considered uh, Luke's writings when he opens the book of Acts, he says that he had written about all that Jesus began to do and teach, implying that Jesus is continuing now today, even then, to keep teaching and to keep performing marvelous acts. And so we trust you, Father, for those marvelous acts and those marvelous encounters uh, that you would, you would do them in our day, Lord, that you would work in our hearts and that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear from the word of God uh, what you are saying to us as a people. And so I pray that you would strengthen our listeners and that you would awaken fresh affection in our hearts for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that we would grow in courage, that we would grow in conviction, and that we would grow in our calling to make you known. And so, Father, we commit ourselves to you again, and we ask that you would fill us with your spirit and that you would fill us with worship and fill us with uh, joy, that the joy of the Lord would be our strength. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Heasley, joining us from Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Thank you for being on with us here on Haven today. It's been a pleasure, Charles. Uh, Thank you for having me. And it's been a great joy to meet you. And we send our love and blessings to all who are listening. God bless you guys. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart, Lord. I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. And Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart.
Fernando Ortega, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. You're on Haven today. And our first day in a month-long series called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. I'm really looking forward to reading this gospel with you. It's so important that we make time to be with Jesus this year. So many things we can do to fill our time. Why not put the Gospel of Luke at the top of your list? Would you set aside time with me to read through Luke at least once? And to help you better understand this gospel, I want to send you a DVD called The Gospel of Luke. There's no better way to experience the ministry of Jesus than with your eyes, your ears, and your hearts. This feature-length film dramatically portrays the story of Jesus with skilled actors at exotic locations that make you feel like you're in first-century Israel. And I really like how you can choose watching it with either the NIV or the KJV translations to hear the word-for-word presentation of this gospel. Powerful music and digital effects that will bring Jerusalem alive. And I know this DVD experience will help you begin this new year fresh in your walk with Jesus. Call us right now and make your first gift of the year And we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD if you request it. The number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the sample scenes that we've put up from the movie. And make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for starting a new week and a new year with me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when we'll be back with the Gospel of Luke, sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What's your love language? Touch, gifts, time, words, or service? Ways each of us feels uniquely loved and ways each of us can uniquely love others. If I had to choose, the Lord's love language is sacrifice. The most famous verse, John 3.16, says it like no one can or will again. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Sacrifice is how the Lord shows he loves us. And in return, we show our love through self-sacrificial faith. We love, First John says, because he first loved us. It's the language of the cross that every Christian must become fluent in because it's the only language the Lord speaks over us in love. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.